There was once a bat for whom having to go out and hunt insects was just a terrible amount of effort. He was such a lover of comfort that one day when he happened to look through a window and saw a bird in its cage and that it was given all its food and water without having to do anything at all, the bat decided to become a child's pet. The bat changed his whole routine. He got up at dawn to fly to parks so he could be spotted by some child who might adopt him as a pet. However, his looks were quite dramatic and a little disturbing during the day, so the children avoided him. So he decided to improve his appearance. He made a beak, stuck a load of feathers to his body, and learned how to whistle so that his bat calls weren't quite as strange as before. And so it was that with great good fortune, he met a little boy who hardly ever wore his glasses and was so short-sighted that this strange-looking black little bird's ridiculous appearance didn't really matter. The bat was happy in his cage, in a warm and comfortable house. There he felt like the best of all bats, and certainly the cleverest. But that feeling lasted only up to the time he started feeling hungry. When he wanted to eat, there were no flies or insects there for him. Only a load of bird seed and cereal, for which the bat felt the height of disgust. So much so, that he was determined to die of hunger rather than sample that bird food. However, his new owner, noticing the bat getting thinner, decided he wasn't going to let his little bird starve to death. Using a syringe and a spoon, he made sure that this was the first bat ever to become intimately acquainted with birdseed. Some days later, the bat bird managed to escape the cage and return home. He was so ashamed of himself and embarrassed that he made sure he told nobody what had happened. However, he couldn't stop the other bats commenting on how much effort he now made when they were out hunting flies, how strong and tough he had become, and how he no longer seemed to worry about the inconveniences and discomforts of living in freedom. This is Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm an Appalachian artist, a spiritualist, and a storyteller. Welcome to my show. I'm so excited. I got to witness something this week that made me incredibly happy. I don't know if I actually manifested this little visit somehow, because I've really been working on those manifestation skills, and I'm getting pretty good at it. I've been wanting like crazy to spot this endangered species that I read about in this county where I live, here in, in western North Carolina. We have a species of bat, the giant gray bat, that's endangered. Rarely seen, but highly recognizable. They don't look like any of the little brown or multicolored ones. They're quite big and solid, dark shades of gray beautiful actually. They look like what you'd want to see on a movie screen if you were watching a horror film. I think they're pretty, but I love creatures of the night. <laughs> 
So I've been hoping and wishing ever since I found out about this little guy that I'd see him somewhere in my vicinity. And this week it happened. And I have a witness. My mother and I were sitting out on her back porch area. She's got this nice little patio with a bunch of flowers and plants. She stuck solar lights in some of the plant bases. 9 o'clock p.m. rolls around. The sky's getting dark. There's a hint of light still back in the background peeking out from the old barn down the road. And he makes his appearance. This huge, oh, it was the biggest bat I've ever seen in these mountains. This huge bat comes and lands right next to my feet. And the sound he made wasn't like anything I was used to. Most bats make a lot of sounds that are so high-pitched that we can't hear them, right? But they also make sounds that we can hear, and they sound like various tones of, of chirping. They cheep and they chirp. Some of the larger ones, tones get a little deeper, so this guy with his huge presence made this chirp that sounded very deep and more like a, a water drop. The kind of sound that you can make with your mouth if you want to imitate water dripping. It was very binaural sounding and very distinct. So he was easy for me to follow when he flew away. I went after him in the dark. I wanted to see where he was going. He was fast. I couldn't keep up, but I would hear the sounds and I could follow the general direction. And I noticed that he was going towards that old barn on the road. There's a barn that belongs to our neighbor, an elderly fellow directly beside my mother with a, um, a lot of acreage himself. And his barn just sits on the very edge right next to us. And he's never cared if we walk all over his field over there. He's a sweet, sweet man. He's even brought me plants before. And so I thought that I would wait till the next day and investigate when I could see whether or not there was any evidence of bats in that old barn. Gray bats are endangered because they're big and they require big spaces to hibernate. Unlike all the little bat species, they are your bona fide cave dwellers. Most small bats will scooch up in between uh, the bark and the wood of dead trees. They can fit in there. They don't need that much space. But these guys need bigger spaces. And since humans have pretty much taken over most territory, these bats are running out of undisturbed hibernation areas. Well, we have a lot of cave formations here in the Appalachians. That's actually one of the reasons these eastern mountains over here are so attractive to me. It's just that they're so old. They're the oldest range in America, and they have the nice caves and caverns and, and gemstones and mining areas and all that good stuff that happens over centuries and centuries of time. This place is pure magic to me. But anyway, the gray bat can definitely find shelter here. And my mother and I waited till dusk the next day and decided to investigate the barn. You don't want to disturb an endangered species if possible. So we waited until it was time for all the bats to be out, out and about and away from their hiding places. 
and lo and behold, we found the Ghana bat droppings for those unfamiliar with the word exactly where I thought it would be. This little guy's, well, pretty big guy. <laughs> He's been hanging out in there, literally. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> hanging out. Okay, that was a dumb joke. But there wasn't much, so I'm guessing that it was just him and maybe one other, if any more at all. And I know if bats can't find a cave, they'll opt for old buildings. And bats love tin roofs. They keep them warm. It's also possible that this guy comes from a bigger cave somewhere with a colony and he's just hanging out in this barn once in a while. They do that too. But since we're t dealing with an endangered rare species here, it might only be him. And if that's the case, that's kind of sad. No matter what though, the most important thing is not to disturb him when he's hibernating. Now if he wants to come up to us when he's hunting, that's pretty cool. And he did that twice now. But we're not going to be disturbing that barn. We know he's in there. <laughs> Now something that a lot of folks know is that I do take subtle hints from nature and I do believe in signs and signals. I believe there's an inherent way to communicate with other living things in this universe. I believe that everything's connected. As a matter of fact, if you read into any quantum physics material, you'll find out that nothing can be separated, really. Even the space between all these energy patterns, and that's all we are really, can easily snap together across long distances in a split second. Through entanglement and string theory, it's quite weird. And I've had epiphanies and, and very strong experiences through feelings and phenomena that, that I can't explain. And I believe in this stuff. And that leads me right into bat medicine. The spiritual connection and significance of this meeting with my giant gray bat. I wanted him. I wanted him to come. I had never in my whole life seen a bat like that. I had only recently read about it and found out about the guy when I was working on becoming a certified wildlife habitat here and looking into protection of land and wildlife. I was reading about all the endangered species of animals and plants in this particular neck of the woods. And the second I found out about the gray bat, oh, I was full on engaged. I wanted to see one so bad. And it's all I could think about for the longest time. And I honestly believe somehow in some impossible way that I don't understand I brought him here through my desire and I got to meet him recently I've been practicing my manifestation skills investigating any telepathic or telekinetic ability that I might have we all might have and I've even worked on remote viewing and after months of this you know, I decided to concentrate on, on other more interesting things during these crazy COVID and lockdown times. I've gotten pretty good at this stuff. I've managed to manifest the money that I've needed whenever I've really needed it. I've manifested situations and opportunities that I wanted. And now, 
I got to meet the elusive gray bat in very close proximity. And I'm gathering up all this information that I've managed to toss around so far on these subjects and I'm putting them together into various ongoing workshops that I have up at my website, christinegrayson.com. Just go to the, the workshops link and read about it there. I think bat medicine is very significant. It's one of the most powerful spirit animal messages you can receive, and it has a lot to do with expanding your consciousness into the unknown, the darkness, and developing psychic ability, and developing the skills to see the real truth, the real picture hidden underneath the things that we normally think of as reality. Bat medicine is an awakening. There are a lot of um, shamanic traditions that live in, in native cultures focusing on the bat as a symbol of death and rebirth. And that's not literal physical death. That's to mean a spiritual awakening, releasing old habitual ways that don't serve you anymore and being able to be sort of born again onto another level of heightened thought and mindfulness. The phrase even, enlightenment, is kind of misleading in my opinion. It sounds like it implies that there's a higher understanding that we have to aspire to. But I believe all it is is a shedding of barriers and psychological doctrines and setbacks that we've allowed to cloud what we really are which is already a very high vibrational and powerful entity. I think all these indoctrinated ideas we grow up with and all these barriers like insecurity, jealousy, resentment, anger, all that stuff that gets attached to us and we carry around is just clouding what we can naturally do, what we already know and are aware of and all we need to do is learn to release those things. Get out of that suit that fits way too tight. Find freedom. And that is enlightenment. And that is the message that my bat friend was bringing to me this week. That it's time for me to let all these things taking up space in my life go. Let them go and give myself a spiritual rebirth into a new future. And to make that sink in, I got a message from a black snake the day I was sitting down to put this podcast together. It was a beautiful day outside. The sun was shining again. I didn't want to be stuck in the house on a computer, but you know, I do have to work on my laptop, <laughs> writing scripts, research, all that good stuff. And so I decided I was going to do all that outside without Wi-Fi and just go all the way out to my cabin. There's no Wi-Fi or power out there. I was going to sit under my little umbrella at the table on my deck by the water as it flowed and write this idea for today's podcast out there in the beautiful, three-dimensional, ever-evolving artwork of nature. And so I don't have much science info in this one today, as you've seen, because I wasn't planning this one with access to the internet where I could look up anything, but it was nice. And on my way there, I nearly stepped on her. 
this very big black rat snake moving so smooth and so sensually along the ground of my path. The very large snakes that you see are usually females. They get a whole lot bigger than males. And so she saw me, I saw her, she was a little shy, and then she slithered away back towards the old house where I absolutely welcome her, by the way. I've been waiting for one of these black snakes to come back. They are absolutely delightful because they keep the rats and the critters that I don't want in the old house under control. They keep the poisonous copperheads away. They are very beneficial and I love them. Black snakes are my very favorite of all the snakes. And we live together in harmony here. But this snake sighting right after my bat message was almost like a final exclamation point at the end of the message. Shed your old self. It's time to become fresh and new and start seeing out new things. And so I'm taking that message to heart and I'm getting on with my life, going in new directions. It's time. And if you're listening to this right now, it could possibly be your time too. For like I've said before, I believe this universe is connected on such strong, subtle levels that we all end up sharing our experiences and our words for a reason. If it's in your heart and it's your passion to share it and you believe in it and you're excited about it, then you're doing the work of a higher consciousness. You're following that destiny that pulls us all together, heart to heart, into this ebb and flow of miracles and inspiration. And it moves us all together towards what we all want and desire anyway. Only when we stop listening and dismiss what we feel and believe deep down, does this world and this society sink deeper into depression and sickness. So if you're feeling it, do it. Another message from Bat. You know how to navigate through the dark. You know what you feel might not be the norm, might look odd and crazy and eccentric to others, but you're equipped with the rare special gifts you personally have to get past everybody else's judgments and mocking and nasty words to get to where you need to go, to do what you need to do. So be the bat. Be proud in your special gifts of obscurity and strangeness. You have something nobody else does. And with that, have a beautiful weekend and inspire somebody with what's in your heart. This has been Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'd like to thank the prominent supporters of this show as it's a listener-supported podcast. Bruce Presson, Yvonne Ragland, Sheila McGregor, Robin Umber, Chris Nolan, Arnold Bloom, and William Bishop. I'd like to thank all those who have donated to the virtual tip jar this week via PayPal. I'd like to invite you to check out my new workshop, Breaking Through Psychological Barriers now up at christinegrayson.com on the workshops page and i'd like to wish everybody good health good times 
peace and love. Take care and come back two weeks from now and let's do this again.